You're listening to episode number four of the Identity Factor podcast. If there's one episode you want to take notes on, it's this one, because you're about to learn how you can change any habit all on your own. If you've listened to other episodes, you've already heard me talk about what subconscious reprogramming is, but now it's time to teach you how to apply what you've learned so that you can literally design the life you deserve. And it all starts by modifying your habits at an unconscious level. Hi there. I'm Anthony Serino, and by joining this podcast, you have started a life-changing journey with me as your guide. You're now also part of a community of like-minded individuals who light this world with passion. As a high-performance coach and expert in habit modification, I have worked with amazing individuals from all over the world who have literally transformed their lives from within. As you listen to this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at my science-based approach to transformation. If you don't have what you want in life, it's because you're not the type of person who would have those things. And since you're not that type of person, you'll never consistently do the types of things needed to get those things that you want. It's really that simple. And this is because, as you've actually probably heard me say in earlier episodes, everything you have and everything you don't have is a direct result of the habits you've developed. And habits aren't just the things you do or the behaviors you have. Habits also include your thoughts and, of course, your emotional responses. But for right now, let's just focus on your behaviors, the things you do. Because I'm sure you've heard the phrase before, actions speak louder than words, which, of course, simply means how someone behaves is much more impactful than the things that they say And their behavior is actually much more indicative of what type of person they are than the things and words that come out of their mouth. And I'm actually going to modify that a bit. And here it is. Your actions speak louder than your thoughts. And by actions, I'm really referring to your habits. In the last episode, we discussed what habits are at a neurological level and how everything we do, think, and feel is habituated by your brain. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, be sure to go back, give it a listen, because it really sets the stage for what we are discussing in this episode, how to change your habits. On that note, many people have asked me, do we really have to know how the brain works in order to make the changes we want to make? And I'm going to make this crystal clear once and for all. Absolutely, 100%, without a doubt, You must learn how your brain works if you want to make lasting changes in your life. Because every action, every thought, every feeling, and every emotion is rooted in the brain, and they are all neurological processes. All of it is also subconscious or unconscious, and it's all habituated. It runs automatically every day below the threshold of conscious awareness. But listen, if you're happy with where you're at in life, like you feel good when you look at your bank account, you feel good when you look in the mirror, you feel good when you look at your relationships or your business, then you probably don't need to know how the brain works. But if any part of your life is lacking, then I promise you, as you begin to understand how your brain works and finally realize that you can actually control the way your brain functions, that is when you will experience massive, rapid transformation. 
all comes down to control. And you actually already have that control. You may just not know it yet. And these aren't just cute words I know how to say. This podcast isn't about motivating you. But I am confident that all of it, you know, all the confidence, all the motivation will come as a byproduct. This is all practical, science-based information anyone can use to design the life that they want. Think about this for a moment. If your car was running fine and it got you from where you are to where you want to be day in and day out, there would be no need to check under the hood or know how your engine works. However, if every couple of days your car wouldn't start or maybe it even stalled while you were driving and you weren't able to get from point A to point B, then of course it would make sense for you to have some mechanical knowledge if you wanted to fix it yourself. Of course, you could hire a mechanic to fix your car for you, the same way people hire me as a coach to help them facilitate transformation in their lives. But that's not why you're here. You are here interacting with this podcast because there's things in your life you want to change yourself. Now, as a high-performance coach and expert in habit modification, there are only two things and two things only that people come to me for. Either they are doing things they know they shouldn't be doing, despite consciously telling themselves not to, or they are not doing things they know they need to be doing, even though they are telling themselves to get off their ass and do it. And these things are always habits. They're actions they are doing, thoughts they are thinking, emotions they are feeling. So what are you trying to change? And how many times have you tried to change that thing and it just never seems to stick? And you can hope, wish, and pray all you want. But that's just your conscious analytical voice talking to you. It's the same voice that has told you to do this or don't do that. Yet you continue doing or not doing those things. The funny part is, that's all going to sound like I'm contradicting myself later in this episode because I'm going to explain you actually do need to step in consciously in order to make changes at a subconscious level. But you'll understand more uh, when I talk about it in a little bit. Before we get into specific techniques and strategies, let's talk a bit more about the why and the how when it comes to the role your brain plays in modifying your habits. I'm about to expand on what I discussed in the last episode, so if you haven't listened to that one yet, please pause this and give it a listen, or at least make a note to listen to it right after we finish up here. Oh, and a couple of notes about how I produce these episodes. You might hear noises in the background, and I'm also going to trip over my words once in a while. But for the most part, I'm not going to edit those things out. Like if you hear a car passing, um, I'm just going to leave that in there because I record this in my home office and I'm next to a busy road and I use inexpensive audio equipment because I want this to be as close as possible to as if you and I were just sitting in my living room chatting about all of this. On that note, please know that I'd absolutely love to actually chat with you. So reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or by email. One of the main reasons I do what I do is because it lights me up to see real-time transformation with real people. All right, so where were we? Um, the brain, yes. Did I mention this is science-based shit and shit being the medical term, I believe? Um, but seriously, in the last episode, we talked about the prefrontal cortex which is responsible for our conscious processes like reasoning and short-term memory recall. 
And we also talked about the basal ganglia, or the reptilian part of the brain, which is responsible for our subconscious processes that run our habituated behavior, thoughts, and emotional responses. So when talking about habits, the reason it's so hard to actually break a bad habit is because you try to do it in a way that's completely opposite to the way your brain works. And we constantly hear all over social media from self-help gurus and personal development coaches that we need to change our mindset. And I'm here to tell you, changing your mindset in the way they advocate for at least simply just won't work. I mean, what does changing your mindset really mean anyways? I mean, if changing your mindset really worked, then tomorrow you'd wake up and say, I'm going to stop eating bread, or I'm going to work out more, or I'm going to stop biting my nails, or stop doing whatever habit or start doing whatever habit that you want to break or develop. But what has happened in the past when you've done that? You've gotten up, told yourself you were absolutely done doing or not doing that thing, and maybe you felt good and in control throughout the day, and perhaps even the next day. But then the third, fourth, or even tenth day comes, and you start getting the urge to eat that food you told yourself not to, or that inner voice comes up with excuses to skip the gym, or to start doing whatever it is you told yourself not to do in the first place. And then all of a sudden, you're back to your old habits. So if it was as simple as changing your mindset and talking yourself into or out of doing something, you'd be able to change your habits in a blink of an eye. But as I'm sure you're beginning to realize, that just doesn't work. Because when you say you want to change your mindset, what you're really saying is you want to change your habits. And of course, we have all tried countless times to change habits, create new ones, break bad ones, but we fail time and time again. This is because we are working against the brain and not with it. When you try to change your habits with like positive self-talk or you know positive thoughts, affirmations, um, and you literally try to talk yourself into or out of doing something, all that is left, like left brain prefrontal cortex, conscious process, and habits as you know now are a subconscious process which is rooted in the right brain and the reptilian part of the brain. And I'll explain all of that more um, in more detail in a little bit. But once you learn how the brain actually works, it becomes unbelievably simple to modify your habits because habits are a neurological process and all we have to do is use science-based modalities, science-based techniques to alter those neurological processes. Also, it's important to understand that a habit is an automatic function which is activated subconsciously without any conscious thought or effort. It just happens. For example, let's say um, you're driving your car and you're singing your favorite song and maybe your friend's in the passenger seat, but you're doing everything but focusing on driving. Then all of a sudden you approach a stoplight that has just turned yellow. Invariably, what happens? Your foot instantly and automatically lets off the gas. You didn't have to think, oh, what does a yellow light mean? Or what happens after the yellow light? Your brain already developed a habit that results in you slowing down at a yellow light to prepare for a stop at a red light. You didn't have to think, like you didn't have to think about any of it consciously. 
Of course, after that initial reaction has slowed down, some of you New Yorkers out there put your foot right back on the gas to get through that red light. I know who you are because I live here. But in all seriousness, after your brain has subconsciously triggered that habituated response, you can step in consciously to determine an alternative action. But what's important to note here is that you had virtually zero control over the initial behavior and it happened automatically at a subconscious level. This is how nearly every behavior, thought, and emotional response happens. Your brain fires all of it off automatically without any conscious analytical awareness or thought. And yes, as I mentioned in the last episode, essentially, you are on autopilot. All the habits you have, your brain just runs all of it automatically for you. Okay, let's back up a little bit and talk about the three major parts of your brain. You've heard me mention um, the prefrontal cortex before. That's the thinking part of your brain, consciously listening to and analyzing what I'm saying right now. It's also responsible for what are called your executive functions, like planning, your working memory, and your self-talk. In reference to what we are discussing in this episode, this part of your, of your brain is responsible for how you think about your habits. Then you have the limbic system or the mammalian brain, which is responsible for your emotions or how you feel about your habits. And then, of course, there's the oldest part of the brain. That's the reptilian part, which is responsible for survival, and it also automates everything from your heart pumping to your lungs breathing to your habits. So your habits stem from that reptilian part of your brain, but you've been trying to use your analytical prefrontal cortex to change everything. You've been trying to talk yourself into doing this thing or not doing that thing. And what happens? The two parts of your brain battle each other and you already know which one wins. It's the same part that moves your foot to the brake instantly and automatically when you see that yellow light. It's the same part that triggers that anxiety. It's the same part that causes you to eat that second piece of cake, even though you told yourself not to. What's important to understand here is that conscious effort is virtually useless when attempting to modify your habits. And this makes sense because the habits you currently have, both good and bad, were formed without any effort or use of willpower. The way out is the way in. A psychologist and Harvard grad by the name of Dr. Knight Dunlap, um, he postulated that conscious effort is the biggest deterrent to modifying habits. And um, having studied habits perhaps more in depth than I think nearly any other psychologist, Dr. Dunlap found that trying to refrain from a habit, or habit rather, actually reinforced it. So what was his solution? Well, really, it was all about visualization. And he suggested that creating a clear mental image of the end result and also a mental image of the behavior pattern it took to get there is the answer to solidifying that change. And yes, it can really be that simple. All you have to do is visualize yourself already in the outcome and imagine you having done all the things needed to get there. So let's say you're someone who bites their nails. Every night while you're in bed, right before you fall asleep, or asleep rather, simply imagine yourself with long, healthy, manicured nails. And also imagine yourself in a situation or multiple situations where perhaps you'd normally bite your nails 
but now you're choosing not to. And make that image, make that visualization as clear and as detailed as possible. Do that for, you know, a week, maybe two weeks, as long as possible. And I promise you, you will notice some awesome results. And I can't get into the science behind um, visualization in this episode because I want to keep these episodes as concise as possible. But just suspend any disbelief for, like I said, a week, maybe two weeks, and trust that this is a neurological process. And then I guarantee it, you'll begin to notice the changes that begin to happen in your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. And now this is also probably a good time to mention that I'm days away from launching a free, um, a free training called the Habit Modification Formula. In it, you're going to discover the what, why, and how of everything you need to know to have complete and total control over your habits. This episode is just the tip of the iceberg. In that free training, you'll get an in-depth look at the science and application of everything I talk about here and so much more. To be the first one to get access to that training, head over to theanthonystrenell.com. So now you may or may not know, I'm a board certified hypnotist. And the reason I mention that is because visualization is really the foundation for the hypnotic process. And many people will say, well, I can't visualize. But when I say visualize or you hear something like, you know, create a clear mental image, what I'm really saying is use your imagination because everyone can imagine things. Unless, of course, uh, you have some severe neurological disorder. But for the most part, everybody um, can use their imagination. But let me explain to you what I mean when I say visualization is imagination. However you imagine things is just right for you. For example, I want you to imagine a chair. Any type of chair. It does not matter. Now, imagine what color that chair is. And then imagine what material the chair is made out of. Got it? Okay, so you may have actually seen that chair in your mind. You were able to visualize it as a clear mental image. However, you may have simply just known what it looks like just by imagining it. And that's perfectly okay too. That is the point. Another quick example. When someone tells me they can't visualize or imagine things, I'll tell them to describe what one of their loved ones look like. Invariably, they describe their physical characteristics quite accurately. And that right there is visualization. Whether they actually see the person in their mind is irrelevant to me. Okay, so there's many ways to modify, break, or develop a habit. And visualization is one of them. But there's also things like hypnosis, which I use routinely with clients. And you can actually learn to do it all yourself. Um, But there's also what are known as pattern interrupts. In just a few moments, I'm going to teach you a super effective way to stop a habit in its tracks all on your own. And the cool part is you can use this technique anytime, anywhere, and no one will even know you're doing anything. 
But before I teach you the technique, if your ears perked up with the word hypnosis, you'll be pleased to know I'll be talking more about hypnosis and really self-hypnosis in future episodes. Second, I encourage you, head over to my website, theanthonyserino.com, and sign up to get the free training I just talked about. When you do that, you're getting access, or access rather, not only to the training, but also to a tremendous amount of free information on a weekly basis where I talk about everything from hypnosis to identity, um, basically everything on this podcast in so much more detail. All right, so pattern interrupts. What I'm about to share with you is so powerful, I was able to break a 10 plus year habit of drinking nearly two liters of soda a day. Like, just thinking about how much soda I drank is mind-boggling to me. But I was able to quit in less than five minutes. Now, the actual technique I used is a version of EFT, or what's known as tapping. I can't teach you that one in this episode because it's much easier to learn it by watching me demonstrate it. But don't worry, if you don't know what EFT or tapping is, um, and you want to learn more, everything you need to know, including demonstrations, will be in the habit modification formula I mentioned just moments ago. That being said, what you're about to learn right now is just as effective and utilizes the same principles. To put it very simply and very plainly, habits are just patterns of thoughts, emotions, and behavior. And these patterns or habits occur because your brain has developed neural pathways that fire in a specific way to cause you to run that pattern or habit automatically. All right, so stay with me here. Um, it'll all tie in at the end. So when you find yourself in a habit of doing something that let's say you want to stop doing, your brain has fired off the neural pathways it developed to produce that pattern of behavior. And in order to stop that pattern or have it for good, you have to create new neural pathways in the brain that lead to the desired result. Okay, so you can do this very easily by consciously stepping in and interrupting the pattern while it's activated. Now, you'll remember earlier when I said it might seem like I'm contradicting myself. Well, you actually do need to step in consciously in order to move your attention and interrupt the pattern. Quite simply, here's what you do. Next time you find yourself doing something you want to stop doing, and that voice in your head pops up and you ask yourself, why am I doing this shit? All you have to do is this. First, acknowledge to yourself that all that habit is, is a response automated by your brain. The second thing, say to yourself, I dismiss this habit. Third, instantly move your attention consciously to something else. Whether it's the new desired behavior, a happy memory, or simply just a few comfortable deep breaths. What this does is it causes your brain to say, hey, I must not need to run this program because my boss is telling me they don't need it. And so it stops your brain from firing that neural pathway and it will literally begin creating a new neural pathway responsible for the desired thought or behavior that you want. For me, it was borderline miraculous. Like the change was basically 
instant, and I was able to give up drinking uh, soda in just a few minutes after over a decade of having that habit. But please, please understand, it's okay if you need to use this pattern interrupt technique multiple times over days or even weeks. Because think about it this way, it's like hiking in the woods. The more you travel down a path, the clearer and easier to travel that path gets. It's the same with neural pathways in your brain. The more frequently you stop the old ones from firing, and the more frequently your brain starts going down the new neural pathways, the easier it gets for your brain to do that in the future. But as with anything you learn from me, don't take my word for it. Just go do it, and I know with a little consistency, a little determination, you'll experience some dramatic results. Okay, so of course, before I wrap up, I always ask, what was the aha factor for you in this episode? What is it that clicked with you as soon as you heard it? Or which idea connected all the dots you've been trying to connect for so long? Maybe it was one of the more technical things we addressed in reference to the various parts of the brain. Or perhaps it was simply the conclusion that willpower just doesn't work. No matter what the aha factor for you was this time, I know you're developing a newfound sense of control, and the more you put all this information to use, the easier it's going to get. All right, that's it for episode number four of The Identity Factor. If you didn't take notes, go back, listen to this episode again, and be sure to have a pen and paper handy, because I promise, as you commit to the changes you're making and you're consistent in using the strategies I've shared with you, your success becomes inevitable. Also, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified as soon as the next episode drops. And trust me, the next one's a doozy. It might even strike a few nerves because I'm going to be discussing why the relationships you're in, both good and bad, are just a reflection of you. For show notes and more details on this episode, head over to theanthonyserino.com and click on the podcast page. If you're the type of person who likes to get involved in a community of like-minded individuals, come join our group Inside the Identity Factor on Facebook. Also, stay up to date with the latest content by following me on Instagram. If you have questions, I'm here to help. You can email me at support at theanthonyserino.com and I may even feature your question on an upcoming episode. Finally, I do have one small ask. My passion is serving others. And by you tuning in, I know that you may be someone who wants to serve others as well. We can grow together and help more people by spreading the word about this podcast. So please subscribe, share it, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening. I genuinely appreciate your support. Thanks for being here.